Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and there are times when Our Lady appears more than once in the day. Sometimes Our Lady will appear in the evening at the normal apparition time, 540 in the evening or 640 in the summertime. And then there will be a second apparition in the day for Yvonne's prayer group. And today, the second of the month, we've had two apparitions, the apparition of our Lady to Mariana this morning, and then the second apparition again. We also had two radio wave apparitions as well. We came to you, a friend of Mechigoria spoke to you at 12 noon today for Medjinomics, and now we have tonight's broadcast. But if you had to stop and think about your life and think about the world, think about how much your life would be different had Our Lady not appeared. If there was no Mechigoria, if there was no Our Lady, how much of your life would be different? How much of your life would be changed? Would you even have any hope for your life? And that's a question we'd like to begin asking at the beginning of this broadcast tonight is ask a friend of Medjugorje, do you ever contemplate or think about how much your life would be different had Our Lady not come? Well, you bringing this up about two apparitions brings up a point to me that answers the question because my life would be different, but it's more different than if I just went to Medjugorje and started following it. Our Lady did something here on several occasions that with the resistance that sometimes we get, because every mission has got any power of conversion and leading people and influence of the messages or anything a part of our plan, which God has put us in that position, we'll have distractors and resistance and persecution aside. It's a promise. Why? Because they persecuted Jesus, and if you're going to be leading people toward Him, then you'll be persecuted for that. I say that also in the sense that Our Lady has confirmed us with the strength of confidence, not by being self-appointed, but on several occasions she had two apparitions here. She had one in the bedroom, then she'd appear again in the field. Sometimes it was later at night. Our Lady picks different times to have the apparitions. And I can hold this up as one thing through the years this happened, and it actually even happened in the last few years. Not just to the 30 years we've been doing this, and the 28 years since Our Lady's appeared here. On several occasions, she said she'd have an apparition for a prayer group, or either a gathering with people here. Sometimes it was private for the community. One was beautiful. She appeared to us in the bedroom, and then it was, and it was closed. Nobody knew Maria's here. And then she appeared a second time outside. Why did she do that? Because she wanted to impress in our hearts 
that I'm making a view of a witness, which she called for October 686, to lead people on the way of life that I'm giving to you, that I'm dictating to you through the messages. I will reveal these things to you. So we speak with confidence. We speak with no timidness in regards to what position our has given to us. Not that we're better than anybody else, but we feel favored, we feel privileged, but we feel responsibility, we feel that we have a liability, we feel like we're more sinners, we feel all the things that we should feel as is proper for the position God has given to us. We don't deserve it, and we can't hold it underneath the bushel basket. That light has to shine. And so our lady's given us 65,000 square feet of a building, the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages. Turned it into the largest medical center in the world. We define the messages by God's grace and experiences and cognitions our ladies put us through. Much of it persecution, much of it difficult. And for the goodwill, all I have to do is look at these signs. Two apparitions in one day on different occasions, crossing several different years. And that's just one little thing that we can hold up. And so today's an upbeat message, a real strong message. And encouraging message that we should all take hold, and you can do what we do. Our Lady can't put a thousand places like this across the world for a lot of reasons. First of all, there's some people that won't have the cognition or just say it like it is. We've got a president that says it like it is. We've been doing this 30 years. This isn't new to us. That's why we recognize what was going on with God, and when does, when does things start moving? When does things start changing? If not now, when? We've got the wind of change coming across this land right now at a pace that is shocking everybody to bring things back in line, to align it more with God. This picture we put on the site today, that's incredible. Go on there and look at it. In the White House, there's probably 15 or 20 people that are praying with Trump, with his two sons, with Scalia, with the son of the late Scalia of the Supreme Court, who's a priest, and his wife, and his widow, and his son, and the vice president, and his wife, and several others. What have you seen that in the last eight years of administration or ever? I remember Nixon, when he got in trouble, he asked Kissinger to pray. Kissinger wouldn't pray with him. But see, we wait until we're over the ship and we start sinking to pray. God, God's going to hear you? You've been blaspheming your whole life? And then you want to call on God when you're in that trouble? Yes. For the sinner, there's a lot of grace available. For the saint, there's not. they got to pick up the pieces. But for, for us here, we've had to go through a lot of picking up pieces. We've had to go through a lot of hardship to be where we are. And some who have been here didn't make it through couldn't take it. Not all, but some, because they thought it was a romantic thing. They thought there's something going to be beautiful. It's not easy. So our mission has is full of difficulties, and you're not going to escape it neither. Mary didn't, and she was the most pure one ever. Jesus carried the sins of man. He was killed for that. Mary was killed with a living martyrdom watching her son down via Della Rosa. And she never had the sin on her. She didn't have to carry that. But she ended up being who she is because of that. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2017 message, 
given through Mariana on the day for non-believers. Dear children, you who are striving to offer every day of your life to my son, you who are trying to live with him, you who are praying and sacrificing, you are hope in this peaceless world. You are rays of the light of my son, a living gospel, and you are my beloved apostles of love. My son is with you. He is with those who think of him, those who pray. But in the same way, he is patiently waiting for those who do not know him. Therefore, you apostles of my love, pray with the heart and with your works show the love of my son. This is the only hope for you. And this is also the only way to eternal life. I, as a mother, I am here with you. Your prayers directed to me are the most beautiful roses of love for me. I cannot but be where I sense the scent of roses. There is hope. This message, for a lot of reasons, is profound in that, first of all, we don't always have on the second month a real upbeat message, but it's beautiful in that sense. But one thing that really struck me is, is when she said, but in the same way, he is patiently, talking about her son, but he, in the same way, he is patiently waiting for those who do not know him. Do you know our lady said June 25th, 1995? Pray for peace so that as soon as possible, a time of peace, which my heart waits impatiently for, may reign. Do you hear this? Do you detect what I'm saying? She's in contrast to Jesus. In some ways, she's opposing him. Not in the way we would think, but in the way this terminology in her position is, in his position. He is patiently waiting. Our Lady is impatiently working against the clock of Jesus' patience. In other words, patience means there's something going to happen at the end of that, either your conversion or a confrontation, and the results is non-conversion. This is a beautiful insight into the messages. To hear Our Lady is so impatient, working so hard with so many difficulties, so much pace, and coming to us every day, and, and anxious even. That she says, I remember I was sitting beside the chapel outside of St. James where Maria was having this 25th message. And I was shocked when I saw that. I didn't think Our Lady would ever say a word like that in patience. And so it makes more even clarity now. Sometimes the messages may take years to understand. And I've always thought about that message. That's why as soon as I saw it, I could retrieve this from my memory because I never lost it from memory. And that's why... It was a Kennedy moment. You know where you were when you heard about Kennedy being shot. I know where I was sitting. I was sitting my wife and kids there. I was amazed at it. But now it really makes sense. She's on a clock of the patience of Jesus that she knows is going to end one day and that she's got to work rapidly to get things done. And that's why it's important for you to convert and not wait 
and not put it off to tomorrow. There's no tomorrow with this. Our lady's here for one time, her time. This is her time. She'll never be back here to do this again. The cognition you gain will be only what Jesus made with his apostles. And so it is, it brings us to another point. Our Lady says, Dear children, you who are striving to offer every day your life to my son. What does that conjure up? Immediately, it brought up the November 2nd, 2014 message. You who offer your pain and suffering to my son. That was said in 2014. And then she adds today, you who are trying to live with him. And in 2014, you who comprehend that life is only a blink. You who comprehend that life is only a blink. And then today, you who are praying and sacrificing. And in 2014, you who yearn for the kingdom of God. And today, you are the hope in this peaceless world. You are the rays of the light of my son. And in 2014, all this makes you my apostles and leads you towards the victory of my heart. She's echoing the same message in another way. What's interesting is it says, you who are. You don't have to say, you are, or she didn't have to say that. She could have said, you are striving. She says, you, which is plural, who, individually to you, emphasizing that, are striving. She's making a point to speak to you who are working with her, who are following her, who are striving to spend the magic area and didn't ignore it. She's singling you out. And also she's grouping us. You who are striving to offer every day of your life to my son, you who are trying to live with him, you who are praying and sacrificing, you are hope in this peaceless world. You are rays of the light of my son, a living gospel, and you are my beloved apostles. That's what she said in 14. All this makes you my apostles. She's claiming you. Your role is great. You can't comprehend how great your role is. January 25th, 1987, you got to constantly go back to this foundation first message of the month. The springs of water coming from the throne of God, clear as crystal. This plan of God is huge. It's very big. It's very big because we're little and we can't do it. And we got the big light of Our Lady shining on us. Reflected as the moon shines light, but it comes from the sun. And she gets it from her son. So what it is, is trying to get you to matter. Matter to other people. It matters whether you do this and you accept this and you follow her way. Gandhi said, I believe everything Jesus taught, but I never met a Christian who made me want to be one. You've got to be the living gospel. You've got to make people by your life do that. You have to matter. You have to walk this way. Everything you do, you have to fly her way. You have to always be sober. You have to get high with our lady. Following her footsteps, her directions, her instructions. These are not just plenty of attitudes and be nice and okay, I can take an option for this. This is not about what the church teaches is worthy of belief. Medjugorje is out of that category. The church will change that mindset once everything manifests how big this was. This is the 
second coming of the Virgin Mary in preparation for the second coming of her son. He came 2,000 years ago, first time. She came 2,000 years ago, the first time. This is preceding Jesus' coming. And for the sake of the elect, and for the sake of the non-elect who are not converted, he wants to convert everybody he can before the Antichrist comes. We're in the Antichrist system. The Tower of Babel is being built. If there's no divine intervention on the world today, we would be seeing in our lifetime the ruling of the Antichrist. But this is a playbook. We're going through it. The Tower of Babel of Antichrist is being torn down. The system's going to change. There'll be physical changes on the earth, as Yvonne said. And then you'll know Our Lady came every day. Because this is the model. This is the witness of how to go through the tribulation when it comes later. And then followed by Jesus. So she's birthing the whole plan that you'll have practice, witness, experience, as we do 2,000 years ago of the saints, that we'll see the same thing. So it matters. And if you can't do everything, she said strive. She said in 2014 the same word, strive. Strive to offer every day of your life to my son. 2014, you who strive to say your prayers with the heart, if you're doing that, you're trying, because when you try, it matters. We walk, we fly, we stay sober, we get high. We sleep all day, stay up all night. Right or wrong, we live our lives. We work, we play, we leave in the stay. We worry about tomorrow, today we laugh. Crying and pray, trying to matter to somebody, trying to get the time of day, trying to fit into this crazy world somehow, somewhere, some way. It's all we're all looking for, and it's never too late, you know, to try to matter to. Ones that matter most I've lived, I've learned That bridges don't just burn That's a devil's selfish pride at work Every chance he gets he'll take his turn Trying to matter to somebody Get the time of day Trying to fit into this crazy world Somehow, somewhere, someway It's all we're all looking for It's never too late, you know To try to matter to The ones that matter most Somehow, somewhere, some way. It's 
before It's never too late, you know To try to matter to The ones that matter most It's never too late, you know Medjugorje is not something that doesn't matter. Through the years, many people have gone, and they're not part of it. How do you go there and not act on it and continue with your life and leave Medjugorje? It's, the matter of Medjugorje is so great that we should have a 100% batting record. There was a period where Our Lady went every year saying... Thank you for coming in such large numbers. Jesus says in the scriptures, Great is the harvest, but few are the harvesters. Because people back then, with him seeing everything he did, not everybody stayed converted. Not everybody converted at all. Maybe they repeat interest a little bit. And some of those even received miracles. We know turn against them. We can see this through the saints and what they did and what they said, what the insights of the, the mysteries of these things. And so Medjugorje is not a leaving matter that we can continue on life as it is. We have a good success rate with our pilgrimages going to Medjugorje because we enter you into the messages, just like the insight of Jesus being patient and already being impatient against his patient to show you that these things are profound. These moments with Our Lady are not going to come back. This is the 100th year of Fatima. That will never return. This 100 years will never return. It's part of salvation history. You said, well, Jesus made salvation history 2,000 years ago. True enough. But we are man, and as men, we forget that. And because of that, the scripture says, for the lack of visions, the people lose their faith. And so we have to have these insights and these step-ups. When God delivered the Israelites from the Egyptians, he had repeatedly to give them miracles over 40 years to keep their faith alive. But this isn't coming back. We're on a time clock. These are the last apparitions. Impress that in your heart. And you need to invest everything you can into it. When I walked into the studio and had the, my first real look at this message, as always, you try to look and see what the patterns are that Our Lady is giving in each message. And what struck me first in going through it was how often she spoke about being with. First of all, saying, you who are trying to live with my son. Then she switches and says, my son is with you. He is with those who think of him. Then later in the message, she says, I am here with you. 
And lastly, though she doesn't use the words with you, she says, I cannot but beware. I sense the scent of roses, those who direct our prayers to her. So I'm thinking, well, that's a big part of this message. She's wanting to say to us that we are with her son. We are, are, are her son and she are with us. Well, I also had brought in a paper that has many quotes about the importance of the rosary, different saints and popes and holy men and women. And that's also something that struck me, obviously, is the fact that she mentions roses again after just last month being the first time that she's talked about roses. So I'm going through these passages, and one particular really struck me because of what she says about being with you. And I'm just going to quote it. It's our lady who said this to St. Matilda. She says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. No creature has ever said anything that was more pleasing to me, nor will anyone ever be able to find or say to me, Anything that pleases me more. Again, the words, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. It's strange you bring up that, because I thought about that all night. I was saying, Hail Mary. What does it mean for the angel to say, Hail to Mary? What does that mean? I was making through the night uh, the thought, I need to write something to Protestants. Who's been addressed by one of the angels in attendance to God? Hail Mary. What does that mean? What, who do you hail? Who do you pay tribute to? And who is this creature so lowly, this human, that the angel in attendance who's so high next to God comes and submits himself in that way and says, Hail Mary. Full of grace. What does it mean, full of grace? I'm saying what I thought all through the night last night, because this has happened to me before. I, I felt God prompted me to write something for Protestants. Just these verses will convert them if their hearts are open. Full of grace. Do you know anybody's been told anywhere throughout the scriptures, you are full of grace. The Lord is with you. And so these, th- th- I've just repeated this all through the night. This happened about a month or two back again. And then, I had insights one night really deep into the Hail Mary, these words. Because everything, you say she's not in the Bible. She is. These words are the Bible. It's the whole Bible. Everything is fulfilled in it because everything was fulfilled through her. So, you know, sometimes these fires get in your heart. But also across the bed, Our Lady in the field said, I am here to help you. In other words, I'm with you. Because everybody, or rather Satan, immediately put out when Maria came here in 88, oh, they're just trying to make something out of this. The visionaries, wherever they go, the Virgin Mary happens to appear to them. It's, it's not the place. No, Our Lady created place here. And she said in the field, I am here to help you. When she said those words, we were getting so much distractions and so much persecution. And it gave me peace that she's just not following Maria. She has a plan here. We could never even foreseen a tabernacle, foreseen the thousands of conversions or 100,000 people going to the bedroom. So we go through five years. Maria doesn't come back. Our lady comes back. The first apparition is in the bedroom. The community is in the field. And we are at our 
end. We have no more energy. We have no more strength. We're so persecuted that even I begin to think, maybe I've misread this. And what does the lady do? She appears over the bed, and the first thing she does is she has a big smile, Maria says. The very first thing. And then she says, I want you to know I'm with you. She says again, I am here. Where is here? It was the bedroom. Where was here? It was in the field. I'm here to help you. And this day, she smiles and says, I am happy. She didn't just smile. She said, I'm happy to be here. I know a lot of people are saying bad things about you. I know people think you're trying to make something or shrine here. No, I'm happy to be here because this is something I'm establishing. Three months of being here in 88, every single apparition into 1989, Maria said she was always very happy, which shocked all of us. So these words you're talking about being with us, the roses, all this, roses have... and. and Catholicism has a real important symbol, especially the red rose. It's a symbol of martyrdom. We went through living martyrdom. She was the rose. She she brought this. I lady said March 25th, 1994. Something very interesting. She says, you who have felt the fragrance of holiness through these messages, and it's incredible. We felt that. We had her with her. We felt the fragrance of holiness. Her, what? maybe termed as the odor of holiness. But that's modern what comes with that. Our Lady gave Juan Diego a choice to go up the hill and pick flowers, roses that didn't exist except in Spain. He put them in his tilma. She opened the tilma and sorted them out and put them in order because he just threw them in there. He goes before the bishop. The bishop sees them when he drops his tilma open knowing that these can't be grown in the winter in Mexico at the time, knowing that they're only from Spain, and he believed, and then he saw the image of the Virgin Mary. So roses have been very much part of that. you got powerful crowns made of roses, through durable, precious metals. We did the miraculous Medjugorje round so that you can sanctify what our ladies call us to do. Sanctify everything, your home, your place, your swimming pool. I consecrated my swimming pool to God. And I went through Medjugorje through that way. The priest who came here from EWTN to take a break. And I told him, he, we were talking about Medjugorje. If you ever find a way to go to Medjugorje, because it was communist at that time. That was around 84, 85. We couldn't go. And it was difficult to get there. Six months later, he calls me. It happened in the poo after I consecrated it. Don't think God doesn't want everything shining for his glory. Especially the love of money, which is the root of all evil. And that's why we designed the Miraculous Medjugorje around strictly for the purpose to sanctify your savings and save in metal, not in the bank. The bank will take it. You're going to bail them out the next time. Am I getting, of course, no. I'm showing you everything is to be sanctified. And you'll smell the scent of roses. We have, many people have been to Medjugorje that smell roses. We've had this often. I've smelt it before. But I've seen so many miracles, it wasn't a big miracle for me. And there's no roses around. There was nobody who was around me smelling with perfume. But this is the real thing. And the fact that I already said that, your prayers directed to me are the most beautiful roses of love for me. 
I cannot but be where I sense the scent of roses. She's confirming all your miracles that you've heard, and many have had done this. And I, I would bet she's going to release a lot of scent right now so that she'll confirm you when you need hope, when you need to live more closely to her son. And so roses is part of salvation history, the symbol of them being so beautiful on top and thorns underneath is what we say. With the roses and the beauty comes the thorns. With the birth of Christ came his crucifixion, the joy, the sorrow. Everything in life will be this way. And it's a symbol truly of martyrdom. Cause they are the roses. 
There was a story of St. John Vianney in which a woman came to him in desolation. She was devastated because her husband, who was an unbeliever, died an unholy death. The moment St. John Vianney saw her, without being asked, said to her, My dam, your husband is saved. He is saved before the mortal blow. Our Lady gave him time to make an act of contrition. Remember that your husband, during the month of May, always would decorate flowers of image of Mary. And then he consented to pray to her, even though he was far from believing. For this veneration towards the Holy Virgin, he obtained salvation and is now in purgatory in need of suffrages. Amazing. He put flowers at a lady, just one flower. You think a lady's going to forget that? She'll remember that. This is our hope. I still remember back in my first pilgrimage to Medjugorje, a story that you told, and you've told it many times, more in the earlier years, but it always touches my heart when I hear it. And you would speak about the time of Christ before his death and resurrection, but at the time of Pentecost, when people would come and had that conversion, you would say they had a bittersweet conversion because they didn't convert. They didn't respond to the invitation to Christ when he was walking the earth. And so when they converted on Pentecost, their conversion was bittersweet because they didn't have the knowledge and the experience and the memories of Christ. And so they went to the apostles and they went to Our Lady and they said, tell us about Jesus. Tell us about what it was like to be there for the miracles. Tell us what it was like to be there when he was giving his sermons on the mount and all of these things. And they would say to him, "You, in your imagination, you would tell us this in the story. But where were you? Jesus walked past your, your blacksmith shop. How many times? You had the opportunity to go, hear him, see the miracles. We spread this far and wide and you never came. And they would respond, we were too busy. We, were, we had our, our obligations, our responsibilities, our families. And so they had a bittersweet conversion. We've been having apparitions in Medjugorje for 35, 36 years. Many of you have been waiting to go. Many of you have that thought right now. I want to go to Medjugorje. Are you going to be one of the bittersweet? conversions because you waited until after the apparitions happened. We have only a brief time left for these apparitions. You should be thinking and praying even if you don't have the funds. Please, Mary, give me the funds to go. I want to go before the apparitions end. Our pilgrimages, BVM pilgrimages with Caritas, are the lowest cost pilgrimages because we don't do this to make money. We do this to get as many souls to Our Lady, close to Our Lady as possible, that you can be with her, she said, that she can be with you, that you can draw near to her son. So if you are waiting, if you have been watching these apparitions go by year after year after year, let this be the year you go. Let this be the year that you are there present with Our Lady during the apparitions so that you will not have the experience of 
being bitter, sweet, after the apparitions end and everything is fulfilled because you knew you could have been with her while she walked the earth and you let that opportunity pass you by. We've kind of polled our people and we've run around a 98% rate of people who say they'll never go with anybody else but us after that, even though if they've been with other people. And I don't say that bragging. I say that we always give 15 trips in one trip. Nobody understands Medjugorje the way Our Lady has shown us and witnessed and given us cognition that we pass on to the pilgrims. It's absolutely critical who you go with. And we subsidize it. The lowest cost is because we can do that because we don't charge for a lot of different things that we have to pay for. But we don't want people to go with us because of the low price and not participate. If you don't want to participate, we don't want to take you. We're not there for business or money. We're there for conversion. This message is really a, an exciting message because it's so positive in so many ways of what our lady is saying and giving us hope. This is the only hope for you. And this is also the only way to eternal life. And we see hope in our nation. We see some things changing. And we see a divide happening. That is good. We want this division because we want unity. We can never have unity with the divided people united who are against us. The separation is necessary. Jesus started with a little cell of a few people, chose a few apostles, then some more apostles, made a tight cell of 12 of those, then people joined that. And that was a seed in the midst of division that grew in unity because the division that's opposing them in persecution made them tighter as a group and called out those who were not motivated to be in union complete with Jesus. Jesus gave the teaching on the Eucharist. All the disciples left. He's back down to 12. See, he called them because he wanted that unity to be so strong, not great in numbers, but great in the unity that nothing could crush it. Just think how tiny the Christian communities were next to the Roman Empire. But they were stronger than the Roman Empire and they took it over through unity. Don't be a voice out there, we got to be a united nation. No, we got to be a united Christian people living the way of life that will attract those on the other side to come to us or those to stay opposed to us and persecute us. We want this division to take place for the purpose of bringing unity. Unity of the Christians is what needs to be, and nobody can stop us. This is a hallelujah moment. What's happening in Washington is a hallelujah moment. When many people see this negative, I wish our nation was together. We don't want it together. We've been together for 60 years, amalgamated, and been deluded. It's time we separate. I've talked about these three things. You won't hear it nobody else. Our Lady revealed it to the message. The first thing is a radical conversion. Many people go to Mexico do that. And the secret was released. There's going to be a radical conversion. We're experiencing it now in the time of grace. They're going to experience it in a time where you have to experience it. The second thing happens is separation. You start separating from everybody else. The third thing is your greatest zeal in your life is conversion of a pagan. Could be your spouse. Could be your children. Could be your neighbor. Could be your enemy. Whoever. These three things are paramount in the messages. They're going to come associated in the future with the secrets. Nobody's writing about that because nobody understands it. We do. 
because we are blessed to be able to live all day the messages. This is here. This is the moment. You yourself, if you went to conversion, many went to radical conversion, did that. You did the three things. Radical conversion, separation second, third, you want to convert everybody. The whole world's going to be like that. And we can't do it if we're not unified in a small body of people. And that's something to say hallelujah about. It's a Sunday morning choir, just a little off key. Wasn't what you thought it'd be. The call you got that you thought could only be a bad dream. Your only child leaving home when they turn 18. Breaking up ends up being the best thing. When you realize what you want ain't what you need. the rays of the light of my son. Hallelujah. We are living a moment of hallelujah. And there's so many mysteries associated with this that when you discover them, you want to scream hallelujah. Yeah, and then we get brought down for another reason. But thank God for the pain. Thank God for the joys. 
October 2nd, 2016, Our Lady said, and this is just her month, right before October 13th, you go and spread the trust in the words of my son, the gospel, because you are the living gospel. You are the rays of the light of my son. Our Lady said that you are the hope in this peaceless world. You are the rays of light of my son, a living gospel. That's today. That's 2016. That's right before October 13th. What is October 13th? The sun and the miracle of Fatima. And where do we see this happen again? We see April 15th, 1984, just after something major happened, that Ivan says at the end of the apparition of April 22nd, 84, the risen Jesus appeared with rays of light coming forth from his wombs, and he said, Receive my graces and tell the whole world there is no happiness except through me. Rays of light shows up then, shows up today, shows up in October of 16, the month of Mary, her apparitions. And then on August 6, 1982, and we know this is the 100th year of anniversary of Fatima, and we see these little insights. And so on this August 6, 82, Our Lady says, one must invite people to go to confession each month. This is the first time she's called for this. Especially first Saturday. That's Fatima. That's where she revealed the secret. That was a secret at the time that she revealed it. Here, I've not spoken about it yet. She's talking about inviting people to frequent confession. Why'd she say, here, I've not spoken about it yet? Because she spoke about it in Fatima. She didn't say the word Fatima, but it's all over it. That's the stamp of Fatima. And what happened that night? Two luminary signs in the form of rays of light were displayed at the cross. There's the rays of light. She said it today. She said it in 2016. Yvonne saw it in 1984 of April. And then on March 25th, 1984, our Lady says, Rejoice with me and my angels because part of my plans has been realized. We had Bishop Helensa here. Bishop Helensa sat at my kitchen table. He said John Paul told him to get a Fatima statue, smuggle it into Russia, and go consecrate Russia with the bishops around the world that they called upon. Not all of them would responded. I know there's a lot of Fatima people out there who said the consecration never took place, but Lucia has confirmed and did confirm before she died that God accepted it. And you have the arguments I know against it saying, well, that's not the case because that's just not true. That's a lie. And this priest says this and this. When John Paul called that, everybody who was a real bishop, who was obedient, in front of God's eyes, accepted it, even if it's a third of the world's bishops or 10% of them. It wasn't 50 he was going to save Sodom for, it was 10. Did God accept that with reluctance? Probably so. He wanted all the bishops to do it. But reason it out, just like Isaiah says. So March 25th, Helensa tells us, we found out he went into Russia on March 25th, 1984, and did this consecration. In Medjugorje, the 1,000th apparition, which is always significant, our lady says, Rejoice with me 
and with my angels. All heaven is rejoicing because the consecration of Russia was accepted. Not the way many Fatima people say. I know I'll get mail from this. I know people argue with me, but I'm, I'm matching all this with Medjugorje and what I see and what's happening. God accepts things, not what he would like to have, 50 people to save Sodom, but I go down to 10. I'd like to have all the bishops. I call for it. I want it. If you do that, Mary call for it. Mary's in front of the throne of God. Hey, I got 15% of the bishops accepting it. Jesus says, hey, the other bishops, not even my bishops. They're not even obedient. So why should I even accept a consecration from them by force? It's not in the heart. The body of the unity of separation is in everything. In the apostles, there were 11 devoted ones. Even one was a doubtful one called Thomas. Judas was a betrayer. So he didn't have complete unity there. But the division happened over the crucifixion, and they picked their way. Judas went one, they went the other. You have two people being executed with Jesus. One went with Jesus, one went the other. The unity of the thief and Jesus was in heaven. I assure you, this day you'll be in heaven. The other went to hell. He rejected Christ. We assume, we don't know just like John Vianney's story, but biblically, it's a point. Don't think what unity is, is everybody singing Kumbaya. It's them screaming at you and cursing you out, and you're in a side that you're united to. And so all these things calculate to something about our world something very beautiful and what it means to live in this world. We're in the moment of revival. We can see it. We feel it. It's beautiful to wake up and see every day something going toward us. The Supreme Court Justice has just been nominated. This guy was for Sisters of the Poor. This guy was for Hobby Lobby. This guy's for everything we stand for. And yes, there's division because he says, well, the bishop's against the death penalty. That's their problem, not my problem. I'm for the death penalty. Pope Benedict said we don't have to be in agreement with him on that. It's debatable. They're wrong and we're right. Why? Because Christ was crucified at the order by capital punishment by God the Father. His own Father ordered the death penalty. It came from him. I'll never forgive the man's sin until you die a cruel death. Don't give me the garbage what the bishops are saying. And many people are speaking on behalf of all bishops because not all bishops are that way. The death penalty is a necessity. It always has been. So we have division there because this Supreme Court justice just nominated is very much for it. And he refused to hear stays of execution. This is good. This will stop crime, at least in that person. But see, people don't think right. But what it is, is we're polarizing in a mentality of belief, even separate from some bishops, just like the consecration. Division is necessary for unity. Always remember that. That's the world we live in. And the air says we're in revival, and that revival is a love revival that's taking place. There's a love revival Can you feel it in the air? We're 
heart is sinking in the silence Fire all around you drowning in the quiet opportunity in your lifetime that your fathers didn't have, that they didn't have before their fathers had for generations, and actually such a unique time that hasn't existed in 2,000 years since Christ walked the earth. And it's Our Lady who says, you are in a particular time. Why would she say that? She's just talking about a few span of a few years, 1993 or wherever that said was about that time in June 25th. You are in a particular time. What does that mean? What does it mean to you? It means you've got to seize the moment that you have to act. You have to go for the stars. You have to go for everything and be everything you're called to be. Why? Because the whole plan of God, of heaven, of the angels, 
of the saints of Our Lady depends on you because she's restricted except through your hands. She's not allowed to come and strike with lightning like the sword of Fatima shooting out the fire and upon contact with the splendor of the Virgin Mary deflected, she's here with the conditions that God's told her Okay, you can do it, but you got to get them praying. You got to get them converting. You got to get them changing. And then you build your body of people up. You call them what you want. I want to call them apostles. Okay, that's fine with me. Get your apostles and you conquer the world. It's in our hands. Are you responding to that? You have to try. Try with all your might. Thank you. 
And this is what I used to ask and try. Try to live love. Try to conquer. Try to expose evil. A bottle is stole from us and we allowed what God has not. He made a covenant. He made a covenant by it. And he left a signature after the storm. We're guilty. Letting the bottomless claim and profane the rainbow. It is ours. And God gave it to us. For us. Not for the abominables. Take it back from their desecration. Expose this evil. No more silence. We're bigger than the evil legions are. Because we're little. We're backed up by the Holy Virgin Mary, who's a big spotlight of heaven and earth. And it's she who reflects her son's light upon us through this peaceless world. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.